Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire on this Monday, July 26th. My name is Savannah Hernandez, and the title of tonight's broadcast is The Crackdown Continues, But the Masses Aren't Going Down Without a Fight. Now, I was monitoring this past weekend what was going on globally in regards to the anti-lockdown protests and anti-mandatory vaccine protests that were going on all over Europe, and it was an amazing thing to see a lot of energy going on worldwide. People are really pushing back, especially now that I'm feeling like I'm living through um, intense deja vu in regards to the rhetoric that we're hearing here in the U.S. Uh, masks are being remandated. We're hearing about travel restrictions and also hospitals are allegedly overrun again. So we're going to be discussing all of that today. Jen Psaki came out in a press conference today and was talking about travel restrictions. We're going to be discussing which countries uh, are involved with that. And we're going to also be, again, touching on some of the happier portions of society today, and that is the straight-up revolution that's going on in Europe right now, specifically France. Uh, there were protests this past weekend in Australia, England, France, Italy, uh, here in the U.S. as well. And France, like I said, definitely went the hardest this past weekend. Um, I went ahead and put together a compilation of all of the protests because I have been feeling really blackpilled lately. It's been really difficult for me to want to report on the news because I couldn't understand why people weren't pushing back. I couldn't understand why we weren't seeing more people stand up to what is currently going on in our society today. And I was waiting for people to really wake up and say enough is enough. We're not going back into a second lockdown. I'm not going to be forced to take a vaccine. I'm not going to do the COVID passport, the, the vaccine passport. We're not doing this anymore. And again, this past weekend was the energy that I needed to see. And I feel really revived after watching all of this, because again, this wasn't just in Europe. This was also here in the U.S. There was an anti-COVID vaccine passport protest in New York City. So let's go ahead and give this a quick watch because I want you guys to hear the energy that is happening worldwide right now as people push back against these unconstitutional lockdowns. Let's watch. So there you guys go. There's some examples of what was going on this past weekend. And again, uh, that first clip was from Paris, France, and the people were chanting Macron resigned. They were so pissed off with the way that he's handling things in France. And I want to play this clip for you guys, too, because I've watched it now, I think, 
15 times. I can't stop watching it. It's one of the greatest clips on the internet right now to me. And it's the people of France just straight up pissed off. They want revolution. They want change. They're done with Macron. And again, uh, for the podcast listeners, all of those chants were from various countries worldwide, Australia, Italy, England, France, here in America as well, in New York City. People are pushing back against these forced vaccinations. They're pushing back against a COVID passport because... In Italy, for example, they're trying to mandate a green pass. And that's what the Italians were chanting. No green pass. It's a basically a COVID passport that states if you're vaccinated or if you've gotten tested for COVID recently. And you have to have that to go into restaurants or to go into museums, to go see the Sistine Chapel. And I feel so grateful that I had the chance to go to Europe already and go explore a little bit over there. I got to go see the Sistine Chapel with my own two eyes because we are now living through a time where you're going to be forced to get an experimental vaccination to go see one of the most beautiful works of art in the world. And that's where we are as a society. So people are rightly pissed off. They want to get back to their normal lives. They want to be able to be free again, and they want to take back their countries. So I've watched this clip 15 times today. And if you're a podcast listener, um, just you should watch go on my youtube channel sav says and watch this video because it is amazing these are the people of france this past weekend they went into a town hall in one of their cities and they're ripping down a portrait of macron and destroying it So there you guys go again for podcast listeners. This is a video of people in France who stormed a town hall. They ripped down a portrait of Macron. They stomped on it. They, you know, ripped it out of that glass frame and then they tore it in half to the cheers of thousands of people. And that is what is currently going on in France. So shout out to the French. Y'all know how to revolution. Good Lord. The energy over there is amazing. The energy that we're seeing in Australia as well, because people are being forced into a second lockdown. A couple streams back we played a news broadcast from sydney where one 80 year old man died so they're putting the entire city back into lockdown this past weekend the people said no way no more lockdowns we're not doing this they went out in full force and in that compilation a video that i created you guys can go see it on instagram as well at sav with one n uh, you guys can go share that video but People are being arrested there. There are people who are being arrested in London for the crime of leaving their houses, for the crime of going out and breathing fresh air and standing up for their freedoms and having their voices heard. That is now a crime in 2021 because in 2020, we thought that compliance would equal freedom. And now we are living through this period of time. Now, why are people getting this upset? Probably because things like this, uh, this came out this past weekend from The Telegraph. Boris Johnson is to launch a new program where the government tracks what people eat and how much exercise they do. And if people do well, they'll get discounts and free stuff. Now, while looking at this, I'm like, okay, great. This is a lot better than the forced mandated vaccines and lockdowns. At the same time, 
this should scare people that Boris Johnson is, is even thinking about tracking what you eat and how much exercise you do. This is very similar to, again, that social credit system that we're seeing in China that was implemented years ago that stopped over 23 million people from being able to buy train or plane tickets to travel throughout China. That is a Bloomberg article, I believe, or Business Insider, actually. That's a Business Insider article, and I would highly recommend everyone go and read that, how China, again, barred 23 million people from being able to buy plane or train tickets because of their social credit score, because they jaywalked or they talked badly about the government. So the government took off some of their uh, social credit score points and they weren't able to travel. That's what this is. And while Boris Johnson, okay, great, you know, tracking what people eat and if they exercise a much healthier healthier alternative to the COVID lockdowns, still not what we want to see. People still should be able to make their own health decisions and we should be very wary of the fact that politicians are now getting into the mindset that they're allowed to dictate and track what we eat and what we do with our free time. Now, let's bring it back here back to America. Uh, this past week in a poll came out that said the majority of Americans are pessimistic about the direction of our country. It's plummeted nearly 20 points since May, and that's a new ABC poll. 55% of people are now pessimistic about the direction of the country. Now, we could chop this up to a multitude of issues, the you know eroding economy, the fact that our dollar is destroyed, our borders are wide open, our president in office can't even form a coherent sentence. There's a video going around right now where it sounds like he goes up to reporters and said, my butt's been wiped. That's what people are speculating. He's saying no one's really sure because you know that when Joe Biden speaks, it's just like word salad. No one knows what's going on, what's being said. Joe Biden doesn't even know he's the president. There's also a video circulating of Hunter Biden on doing crack, talking to his dead brother's wife. And the media is silent on it. So maybe Americans are pessimistic because they know that our media is propaganda, that everything that we're fed is a lie every single day. Maybe they're pessimistic because of the way that Dr. Fauci has been allowed to lead an entire country of 330 million people down this path of back and forth, fake, I don't know, you know, the science changes every which way the wind blows with Dr. Fauci. And now he's trying to lead and direct us back into a second lockdown and into mask mandates. That's something that I thought was gone. And when I realized I could go back to Sephora, which is one of my favorite makeup stores without a face mask, I think I did it for the first time a month ago. It was an amazing feeling. And I remember the feeling of being able to, because I would never go into these places with the face mask on willingly anyway, but every single time I would do that, someone would ask me to put a face mask on or if I had one and say no, and would have to leave. And that's something that I had to do and live through over and over and over again. And it was so exhausting. And so when we finally got to the point where I could walk into a restaurant without being forced to mask or even asked, it felt so good. And I was so happy. But now Dr. Fauci says the CDC is recommending that fully vaccinated Americans wear masks in public and it's under active consideration. On top of that, Fauci is also saying that the U.S. is going in the wrong direction with rising COVID-19 cases. This is from the New York Post, and we're just going to read this first paragraph right down here. Dr. Anthony Fauci on Sunday warned that the U.S. is heading the wrong direction as COVID-19 cases driven by unvaccinated people 
continue to surge across the nation. What is the key word there and what's the focus, everyone? Right. Driven by unvaccinated people. Now, I wanted to focus in on that specific quote because we are being told, and like I discussed last week, we're seeing this new term of a pandemic of the unvaccinated, and it is the unvaccinated who are being blamed for the spread of these new COVID variants and and whatnot, and for the spread of COVID. But let me reiterate and let me remind you that just last week, six Texas Democrats, all fully vaccinated, traveled to Washington, D.C. and infected a fully vaccinated White House aide and Pelosi staffer with COVID-19. But tell me again how it's the unvaccinated who are spreading COVID. Can somebody explain to me how that works? We also have CNN medical analyst, Dr. Leanna Wen, saying that not only do vaccinated people need to be required to wear masks indefinitely for however long it takes until experts say the Delta variant has went down, but vaccinated people must change their behavior and change how they live their lives. That's a clip from CNN that I'm not going to play because I don't want to deal with the audio issues today, but that is her direct quote. And that's where we've gotten to. So it's this pandemic of the unvaccinated, but we're also pushing vaccinated people to now mask because vaccinated people are still spreading COVID, again, a virus with an over 99% survival rate if you have no underlying conditions. So maybe that's why Americans are feeling a bit pessimistic about the state of our country. Or maybe it's because breaking in California, officials say that all state employees must submit proof of vaccination by August 2nd or must test regularly and wear a mask to work. Healthcare workers will have until August 23rd to submit proof of vaccination. If they don't, they'll have to mask up and test twice a week. So there you guys go. Deja vu. You thought it was over in 2020. You thought you were going to get your double vaccination and be A-OK. You wouldn't have to mask up anymore. Remember all the liberals who are making their TikTok saying, well, I don't want to take off my face mask because then people will think I'm a Republican or a Trump supporter. Well, guess what? Now you don't ever have to take your face mask off because now it is being recommended that even if you are vaccinated, you still have to wear it. And we are now requiring people to submit their proof of vaccination. And I have so many friends and people that I know who were forced into getting the vaccine or they had to lose their job and go find another one. And for the average American that has a family who has bills to pay, that's not an easy choice to make. But the government is forcing people into doing this. So maybe that's why people are pessimistic. I saw this today from King County Library in Washington State. King County's mask guidance changed on July 23rd. We're asking everyone to wear a mask at all times while inside the library. This is regardless of vaccination status. There it is. All library staff members are required to wear a mask. Read more about this safety update here. Regardless of vaccination status, you are now going to be required to wear a face mask. And I can't tell you how sad this makes my soul. And I'm trying to stay optimistic about this. I've been trying to really focus in on God and his plan for humanity. And I'm like, maybe his plan is the rapture at this point, because things are just getting progressively worse. The government does not fear the people. And we've now gotten to a point and a place where the CDC can now direct people to face mask, even if they've been vaccinated, even though the entire year that we were locked down, it was wear your face mask. I promise if you wear your face mask, you'll get out of this. I promise you just have to wear it until you're vaccinated. Then you won't have to wear it anymore. 
lies, all lies, because now whether or not you're double vaccinated and you're double masking every single day, you probably should never hug your grandma again or leave your house because I don't know, you may or may not catch COVID and get a runny nose. That's literally the state of our country right now. Also, we're seeing the resurgence of virtual schooling. This is from Austin, and I wanted to highlight because this is here in Texas, a supposedly a red state, one of the states that's supposed to be pushing back, and I was hoping was one of the last free states behind Florida, Austin, Texas. In response to stage four COVID-19 guidelines, Austin ISD has announced that it will offer a virtual learning option for students in kindergarten through sixth grade this fall. Now, I read this story, and this is not just virtual schooling. Students will still have the option to go to school. But what I read and what I see when I read things like this, that virtual learning is an option, is that, well, actually, now it's going to be a requirement because we told all the students that whether or not they were vaccinated, they still have to mask. And now the Delta variant is so out of hand and the hospitals are so overwhelmed and overrun that we're just going to go ahead and go straight back to virtual schooling. So that's what I, I understand when I read these types of things, because I've already lived through it. I've already see it played out. So I hope that parents will be smart enough too to straight up look into homeschooling because the education system in this country as a whole and the indoctrination of our children is an entirely different problem. But now we're requiring children in Chicago come August to wear face masks regardless of their vaccination status. Don't forget about that study I told you guys where parents went and got their kids' face mask tested and there was pathogenic bacterias with strephococcus. I don't even know if I said that correctly, but basically like extremely dangerous bacteria that could actually kill a child were found on that face mask. Today, Andrew Cuomo, you know, one of the uh, governors who had the best response to COVID-19, just kidding, he killed tens of thousands of elderly by forcing them into nursing homes with other COVID-19 patients, the most at risk of us all, the elderly. That is how Andrew Cuomo handled that. But is anybody going to investigate that? Is he going to be, you know, brought to justice in any way? No. Of course not, which is why he's still going up in front of the masses and repeating rhetoric like this. We have to knock on those doors and we have to convince people, put them in cars and drive them and get that vaccine in their arm. That is the mission. So we have governors now saying that we need to go to people's doors, put them in a car and force them to get vaccinated. But even if you get vaccinated, you still you can still spread covid and you're still going to have to mask. It's just baffling to me that there's liberals who. Follow these politicians and these scientists so blindly that even though Dr. Fauci has flip-flopped on his mask mandates, that he's flip-flopped, that the CDC said, oh, well, you need a social distance six feet. Well, actually, it could be three feet, but also just in case, maybe six feet. And maybe if you double mask or triple mask, it will be safer than if you just single mask. And we promise you won't have to mask once you get vaccinated. But actually, now that you're vaccinated, you have to mask. I don't understand the people who blindly follow this rhetoric and think it's okay. But they're here and this this is this type of people. So I was reading this thread on Twitter today and I think this woman got roasted so hard that she deleted her entire account or it was just straight up propaganda and the entire account got deleted. Either way, this thread is gone now. The entire account has since been deleted. I think it was the former of my uh you know, theories that this woman got roasted so hard that she just straight up deleted her entire account. 
I had to go to a different website. I literally had to hunt down on Twitter to find this thread on a completely different website because someone else had archived it because the entire thing already got deleted. Let's see why. So this is an anesthesist, I don't know how to say that word, who's vaccinated. She says, this is how I shop for my family, a thread. Preparation is key. If possible, I go at quieter times or click and collect if I'm organized. And for podcast listeners, it's this woman who is wearing an N95 mask, goggles, and she has her hair covered and she's wearing her scrub. She says this is how she goes and grocery shops for her family. She says if I need to go in, I have my respirator mask, sanitizer, a list, and the bags, which I always forgot pre-pandemic. Current rules are that maximum one person per household can go each day. We minimize this as much as possible. Either my hubby or I go, never together. No kids. Once I parked, I put on my respirator. I'm, a health, I'm in healthcare, so I have a stock of self-purchased N95s in the car. I take a moment to ensure that it's fitted correctly. No leaks. At the entrance, I check in using the QR code. The furthest away from the front door, I sanitize my hands. Big smile with my eyes. Thank you to the greeter. And she's taking pictures of this entire process to everyone in the chat as well. And okay, this literally reads like she's living through a zombie apocalypse, okay? Uh, if you guys have ever watched Resident Evil, it's this zombie movie where all these scary zombies run around and try to eat people and like kill them and rip their organs out and suck out their blood. And it's this bloody, dangerous excursion. Any single time you have to go out and try to find food or water. That's how this woman is acting, going to a grocery store. This is my favorite part of the thread. Once inside, it's a race. I assume I have COVID. I assume everyone else has COVID. I shop with laser, laser sharp focus. No browsing. I avoid crowded aisles. Keep distant. Get only what I need. Touch only what is necessary. I don't even squeeze the avocados to see which is ripe. Once I have everything, I pay via self-service, usually at the end one if it's free. I get out of there ASAP, smile and thank the attendant, sanitize on exit, check out via the app. A long shop is 15 minutes. Usually. Seven. So uh, again, this literally reads like this woman is fighting her way through a zombie apocalypse. And it's so hilarious to me because based on the pictures of this thread and the fact that she got that she deleted her whole entire account, it makes me feel like it is real. And she just got roasted so hard because she's dramatic that she just deleted her whole account. She just yeeted herself off the internet because she was so embarrassed to be herself. And I would be too, if I was her, she probably goes into grocery stores, sees an old woman shopping for some SpaghettiOs for her grandkids. And is like, get thee behind me, Satan, please, please, ma'am. I have a family. I have kids. And the grandma's like, ma'am, I was just going to ask you if you knew which aisle the fabric softener was on. I I'm sorry. That's how this woman is acting. Let's keep going, though, because there's a little bit more. She says, why do I do this? Am I out of my mind? I didn't care about germs before the pandemic. Well, in my job, we're all about risk minimization. I want to protect myself, my family, my patients, and my colleagues. I don't need to spend ages. I don't want to spend ages faffing about in there. I don't want to bring COVID into my hospitals. I want to do all I can as an individual to minimize risk. Also, if the supermarket ends up being an exposure site, I don't want contact tracers to need to trace me and my contacts. Oh my gosh. 
kudos to all the folks doing the right thing and those working frontline in our supermarket. Now, I just want to add in my two cents here and say, if this woman really cared about risk minimization, she wouldn't leave her house as a whole. She would quit her job. She would only order Amazon Fresh so she never had to leave her house again and ever breathe on anybody or spread any type of microbe. If she really cared about other people's lives and if she really thought that a supermarket was a super spreader, scary place where everyone has COVID, where she has COVID, you have COVID, everyone has COVID, she would never leave her house. And that's what I want to highlight with all of this. These people are so dramatic and they pretend that they're living through a zombie apocalypse. They pretend that they're living through the freaking Vietnam War. They're getting sprayed with Agent Orange at every corner. They can't breathe. They're just fighting through it. It's so hard. Do you ever just want to go to the grocery store and just get like a delicious can of chicken noodle soup, but then you remember that there's invisible microbes that you have a 99% chance of surviving if they get into your body. It's just really hard. You know, it's like really hard when you go to the store and you see someone and they're not wearing a face mask and you're like, wow, do you not even care about me at all? Do you not care about the fact that I'm obese and that I am overweight and that I am a smoker and an alcoholic and that if I caught COVID, I could potentially go to the hospital for it. You don't care about me at all. Oh, you spent thousands of dollars on your health. Well, you're selfish. Okay. This is about me. That's literally like the half of our population. And I really can't deal with it at this point. And again, too, this is the uh, Twitter account where that thread was completely gone, doesn't exist anymore. Don't you just love it? Don't you just love the internet nowadays? It's just like, oh, uh, you're not allowed to see that anymore. Delete, it's gone. Just pretend it never happened. You know, we're just going to rewrite history before your very eyes. But I want to continue to highlight who the left is and that there are people in America who genuinely think this way, not only about you and me, but about anyone with COVID or I guess not even anyone with COVID, just anyone as a whole. This is the left. This is liberals in this country. This is from a blue check mark named Dan Hodges. It says the anti-vaxxers have had their fun. They're now engaged in open incitement of murder. It's time for arrests, prosecution, and serious jail time. So, um, wow. Wow. I hope that this is sarcasm. I don't think it is, but I hope it is because if you genuinely have people and I know that there are people who do truly feel like anti-vaxxers are engaged in open incitement of murder and that it's time for us to be arrested and prosecuted and put in jail, there are truly people who feel this way, 100%. So even if this is a joke, which I'm hoping it is, there are people who truly think that if you do not want to put an experimental vaccine in your body, and you want to protect your body with healthy supplements, with exercise and with sunshine, that you should be put in jail for it. Yeah, that's where we've gotten to in society. Another very interesting thing to note, a lot of these tweets are going around right now and the speculation that hospitals are being overrun. Now, last year, there was a viral trend where people went and took pictures of their hospital because we were all seeing that hospitals were so overrun that we were running out of ventilators, that it was essentially a war zone. While simultaneously, TikTok nurses were coming out with choreographed dances that probably took them hours or even days to learn 
we were seeing all of those all over the internet because the doctors and nurses were so overrun and so overwhelmed that they had the time to choreograph a dance and post it on TikTok. And this wasn't just one or two videos. Y'all saw the multitude of videos that came out. So there was a trend last year called, uh, it was like, take a picture of your hospital or show your hospital. And it basically was people like showing pictures of these overrun hospitals and they were all empty. So we're seeing again, the narrative that hospitals are overrun. Uh, this is from Sam Golly, MD. I just left the ER. We are officially back to getting crushed by COVID-19. Delta variant is running rampant and it's much more transition transmissible than the original virus. 99% of our ICU admits did not receive a vaccine. Virtually all of them wish they had. Now, if you read this, it sounds very, very scary. But then you notice something really weird. Three, four, five other accounts posted the exact same thing. I just left the ER. We are officially crushed by COVID. Delta variant is much stronger, much more transmissible. 99% of the ICU wished they did not receive the vaccination. Wish they did. Why are so many of the, these accounts spreading the exact same thing? Kind of weird, huh, guys? Really weird. And we're hearing this rhetoric that hospitals are so overrun. And I was following another doctor on Twitter who said that he went to not one, but two of the hospitals that he worked at, and neither of them were overrun. Last year as well, the New York Times put out this headline stuck in my brain because it was one that really shocked me in regards to the amount of propaganda that was being spread to the American people in the peak of the pandemic. And it was that um, COVID patients were being put two patients to one ventilator. And I said, that's crazy. Let me read into this article. 10, 15 paragraphs down, it read, doctors don't need to put two patients to one ventilator, but they're just doing it just in case. We haven't used the emergency supply of ventilators. We haven't even run out of ventilators, but just in case we do, we've already started putting two patients to one ventilator, which again was affecting those people's health because it shouldn't have been two people to one ventilator. So when I hear hospitals are overrun, when I hear Again, I'm sure in the next couple of months we'll hear there's a PPE shortage. When I hear you need to face mask, I'm very skeptical of it because I paid very close attention last year to what we were being fed and what we were being told. And I'm seeing it happen again. And I'm not falling for it once again. And I hope none of you will either. Going back to Dr. Fauci and just his straight up lies to Americans to our entire country. I, I said this earlier in the broadcast, but I'll reiterate it again because it came out this past weekend. He's recommending that, or he's saying that the CDC is recommending that fully vaccinated Americans wear masks in public. And that is now under active consideration. On top of that, Jen Psaki came out today in a press conference and said that travel restrictions will remain in place for the foreseeable future. And those travel restrictions are for places in the UK and other European countries. The United States has no plans to lift travel restrictions at this point, given the rise of the Delta variant, according to the White House. Given where we are today with the Delta variant, we will maintain existing travel restrictions at this point for a few reasons, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said at a breast briefing Monday. 
The most, the more transmissible Delta variant is spreading both here and around the world, driven by the Delta variant cases arising here at home, particularly among those who are unvaccinated and appear likely to continue in the weeks ahead. That's really funny that it's uh, particularly among the unvaccinated and um, the U.S. just raised travel advisory for Israel today, one of the most fully vaccinated countries. Now they've raised it to level three, reconsider travel, and it's the second highest travel advisory. That broke today. But I thought it was just the unvaccinated who we needed to worry about. I thought it was just the unvaccinated who were spreading the more transmissible Delta variant. So why is it that we're putting a travel advisory at one of the most fully vaccinated countries in the world? I don't know if that's in the world. I just said that I, I, th- this tweet makes it seem like in the world. And I would imagine maybe in the world because Israel has forced people to get vaccinations over there and their country is fairly like small ish. So I would imagine that. Uh, but I don't know. That might have been an incorrect thing. But again, Israel, one of the most fully vaccinated countries, we have now put travel advisories for them. And to those who may say, too, well, this is a more transmissible variant. It's a new one. A new study just came out of Israel in regards to the vaccinations efficacy. We're going to be getting into that. So uh, hang tight, my friend. Now, a lot of people are pointing out, and we've been pointing out on this broadcast already, that we're closing the borders to people in the UK, to people in Europe, to people in Israel, that you know we have these travel restrictions, all of these warnings. Meanwhile, what's going on at our border? That's right. They're wide open. Now, if you read NBC News, you would think that the Biden administration was doing a great job of containing COVID and the border was, you know, doing great. NBC put this out last week. Biden administration officials say they are worried that lifting the COVID-19 restrictions, blocking undocumented immigrants from crossing into the U.S. from Mexico would trigger a surge in migration that could overwhelm the system. Now, NBC News is saying that it could surge this migration, but what's actually happening at the border? Because reading this, you would think there wasn't already one. You would think that, oh, the Biden administration hasn't lifted those COVID restrictions, so people aren't coming here because of COVID, right? Wrong. Bill Mnugin, one of the uh, people that I go to because he's actually on the ground at the border, says 20,000 apprehensions happened in one week in the Rio Grande Valley sector here in Texas. That's the capacity of the Staples Center. He says this is not seasonal seasonal migration. It's not slowing down in the heat. And there is no extreme progress being made as the administration has claimed. And you have pictures here of, again, the 20,000 illegal immigrants that were apprehended at the border. And Border Patrol is saying that apprehensions have surpassed that one million milestone in June. So that's what's going on at our border right now. We have travel restrictions to all of these countries, one of the most fully vaccinated countries, Israel, but our borders wide open and the COVID cases at the border are booming. And what are we doing with those illegal immigrants too? once they get into America? We put them on buses and we ship them throughout the U.S. And I will say that solidly because I have seen it. I have seen the packages that they get. They get a manila envelope and it is written out in English. I don't speak English. Please help me and direct me where to go. And it has their itinerary. And inside those envelopes, there are money and plane tickets. So these these illegal immigrants are given bus tickets and plane tickets and they're shipped throughout America. But you want me, an American citizen, to remain locked down because of a more transitional Delta variant? 
absolutely disgusting that we are being lied to in this way once again. Dr. Fauci saying that people are sort of raising their eyebrows a bit by the apparent steep fall off in the Pfizer vaccine's effectiveness that Israeli data seems to suggest. That comes from the New York Times just two days ago. Now, I went ahead and read into this article and into this study because a new Israeli study is saying that there's mixed signals on vaccines potency against this new Delta strain, but also in regards to COVID as a whole. Let's read into this. New data from Israel and the UK painted a confusing and contradictory picture on Thursday as to the effectiveness of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine in fighting off the Delta variant of the coronavirus. New health ministry statistics indicated that on average, the Pfizer shot, the vaccine given to nearly all Israelis, is now just 39% effective against infection, while being only 41% effective in preventing symptomatic COVID. Previously, the Pfizer biotech vaccine was well over 90% effective against Infection. Another important part of this uh, article. Some analysts have warned that the figures on vaccine effectiveness are prone to major inaccuracies because of a range of factors, including questions over whether there is accurate data on infection levels among the non-vaccinated. And finally, my favorite part of this article, the Israeli statistics also appear to paint a picture of protection that gets weaker as months pass after vaccination due to fading immunity. People vaccinated in January were said to have just 16% protection against infection now, while in those vaccinated in April, effectiveness was at 75%. So there you guys go. Dr. Fauci has been telling us until he's blue in the face. All of our politicians have been telling us just get vaccinated and you'll be good to go. But that seems to have been a lie in itself. And we're seeing that more and more as the day passes, as the days pass with articles like this one. Fox 17 Nashville, 27 fully vaccinated people have died in Tennessee, the health department said. These are among the state's more than 1,000 breakthrough cases. These are cases in which fully vaccinated people have contracted the virus. Let's keep going. The Daily Mail, seven fully vaccinated Stanford students test positive for coronavirus in a single week, all of whom are symptomatic. So there you guys go. I love seeing articles like that where... It's immediately contradictory, contradicting everything that these public health officials have told us. They have been lying to us for the past year, and I don't know how to make it more apparent. And I hope that people wake up and see what's actually going on. Because again, we are forcing our children to wear face masks for a virus that a John Hopkins study now found has zero COVID deaths among healthy kids. This is from The Federalist. A team of John Hopkins researchers recently reported that when studying a group of about 48,000 children, they found zero COVID deaths among healthy kids. But the Center of Disease Control does not care. Dr. Marty McCary is a medical expert and professor at the John Hopkins School of Medicine. His research team worked with the nonprofit Fair Health to analyze approximately, again, 48,000 children under 18 diagnosed with COVID and health insurance data from April to August of 2020. After studying comprehensive data on thousands of children, the team found a mortality rate of zero among children without a pre-existing medical condition such as leukemia. But rather than acknowledge the scientific reality, Macari says the CDC continues to use flimsy evidence to push the COVID vaccine upon children. Macari noted in the Wall Street Journal that the implications of his team's research are huge. If our research holds, it has significant implications for healthy kids and whether they need two vaccine doses. The National Education Association has been debating whether to urge schools to require vaccination before returning to school in person. How can they or anyone debate the issue without the right data? So there you guys go. 
without underlying conditions like leukemia, zero COVID deaths found among healthy kids. And if I remember correctly, last year, one of the first children that did die from COVID had leukemia for four years. They had cancer for four years and then they died. And all of the headlines read that the child died from COVID-19. Now, I want to highlight this because a lot of people are going to vaccinate their children and there is going to be an intense push to vaccinate your child before they go back to school or even mandate that they get vaccinated. But I want parents to be so wary of doing that. Why? Because of things like this. Oh, my babies have been double vaxxed. We are officially a double vaxxed household. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This comes from Lisa is lovely on Twitter. And then a couple days later, my son got his second dose of the vaccine Wednesday and yesterday became the first case of myocarditis as a side effect in the Niagara region. It's been an exhausting couple of days and still not sure when he'll get to come home. Thank God for great kids and best friends. Again, I've fully vetted this Twitter account and this woman, her account is real. This story is real. And myocarditis in young boys and young kids is very real as well. When they get that vaccine, multiple studies have come out. Multiple cases of kids with heart attack like symptoms have come out. And you want to mandate a vaccine for a virus that killed zero children with underlying conditions? Blue check mark on Twitter, Eric Erickson says our kids got the second vaccine dose on Friday evening at five. At 5 a.m. on Saturday, they both woke up throwing up with high fevers and bad headaches. And then he goes on to say by 1 p.m. the fever was gone and by 5 p.m. it was like nothing had happened. Now we're all vaccinated. So in this tweet, he's celebrating his whole family now being vaccinated, just completely brushing over the fact that his children woke up throwing up with fevers and headaches. That's not natural. And again, if they got COVID and did not have underlying conditions, this John Hopkins study of over 48,000 children just showed that there's zero mortality rates. But he's injecting his children and subjecting them to throwing up at 5 a.m. with high fevers and headaches for what? That's the absolute state of the average liberal parent who's uninformed in this country. And going back to forcing non-vaccinated children to face mask to go back to school or in Chicago's case, mask regardless of vaccination status. This is a new study from Science News. Nanoplastics and other harmful pollutants found in disposable face masks. Let's look into this study a little bit. Scientists have uncovered potentially dangerous chemical pollutants that are released from disposable face masks when submerged in water. The research reveals high levels of pollutants, including lead, antimony, and copper within the silicon-based and plastic fibers of common disposable face masks. And this comes from Swansea University. And they're the ones who discovered these dangerous chemical pollutants. And in this study specifically, they say, that happens, that they get released when the face masks are submerged in water. But I, what I want to point out too, is when you're wearing a face mask all day, specifically a little kid, when you're talking, you know, the vapor from your breath makes that face mask damp. And how do we know that these chemicals that clearly in this study are being released are not being released while we're breathing them in and while that face mask is on our face? Again, those pollutants include lead and antimony, I'm not sure what that is, and copper. And they started doing this research because they were concerned about the environment. 
And the leader of this project is even quoted in this study saying that we all need to keep wearing masks as they are essential to ending the pandemic. And in the same sentence says, but we urgently need more research and regulation on mask production so we can reduce any risks to the environment and human health. So he's advocating for people to wear a face mask that he's researching amidst high levels of pollutant. And again, in this study aimed to explore the direct link of toxic substances that have found to have known links to cell death, genotoxicity, and cancer formation. Dr. Sarp continues and says the production of disposable plastic face masks in China alone has reached approximately 200 million a day. And they're focused in on that environment or on the environment specifically. But if submerged in water, and these face masks emit these toxins that have been linked to cell je death, genotoxicity, and cancer formation. When that face mask is on your face and it's getting damp because you're breathing, because you're speaking, because droplets are going onto that mask, what do you think is getting released? What do you think your children are breathing in? This is what the government is pushing on us. If somebody put in my, my comments that if the COVID vaccine actually saved lives and saved people from COVID, it would probably be $5,000 a shot. And it's so true because look at all of the medicines that actually do save lives. Cost thousands of dollars. Life-saving medicines. So you're telling me that this free COVID vaccine that's being pushed on all of us that has had links and ties to myocarditis has put a 12-year-old girl in a wheelchair. She's on assisted breathing, has given people Bell's palsy, Julian Barre syndrome, has been linked to a healthy 34-year-old mother with no underlying conditions dying of organ failure. You want to tell me that that and face masks, which now are being researched to emit pollutants that are tied to cell death and toxicity. You want to tell me that that's the government trying to save everybody and save our lives. And who knows how long this video is going to live on YouTube. And why is that? Because Facebook, Twitter, Microsoft, YouTube, and other big tech companies, this came out today, will now add content to a shared counterterrorism key database aiming to crack down on material from white supremacists and far-right militias. Not only that, but PayPal is now teaming up with the Anti-Defamation League to uncover and disrupt the financial pipelines that support extremists and hate movements, according to a joint statement. Now, what does this have to do with what I was just talking about in that research? Well... What it has to do with all of that and how it all ties is that what is an extremist nowadays? Somebody who doesn't want to inject their child with an experimental vaccine? What's a hate movement? An anti-vaxxer? I just read that tweet to you where that guy said that anti-vaxxers are complicit in murder and they should be jailed and prosecuted. So now... If you don't want, if you want to save your child's life because this John Hopkins study of over 48,000 children came out, and if your child has no underlying conditions, they have the biggest chance of surviving COVID because you don't want to put a toxic mask on your child and inject them with a toxic chemical. Now you're an extremist, and now PayPal can cut you off. Now YouTube, Twitter, Microsoft, and Facebook can put you on that key database and say that they're countering terrorism and that you can't share this information anymore because you're murdering people when you, when you share this information.
because the government says you have to wear your face mask and the government says that you have to be vaccinated. And if you say anything counter to that, you're a white supremacist, extremist, domestic terrorist. Do you see how that works? Do you guys see how all of that is linked? Luckily for us, though, like I said, people are waking up to what is happening. At the beginning of the broadcast, if you're just joining in now, I played a compilation of all of those protests in France, Italy, England, Australia, even here in the U.S., uh, people pushing back against the vaccine passports, against forced vac vaccinations. People are waking up and they're getting angry. And I, I want to play this clip, too. It was from this past weekend, and I absolutely love it because the people in America are waking up and they're getting really pissed off. Now, there's a TPUSA event this past weekend on voter integrity. And Michelle Ugenti, which is a senator in Arizona, was booed off of the stage. Now, she was booed off because uh, apparently she killed a bill which had over 34 serious election integrity and security provisions. She led the charge saying that the bill was half-baked. We know that voter integrity and voter election or election integrity, there we go, is something that conservatives and people on the right have been extremely focused on. And this senator voted against it. So this was how she was greeted at this event this past weekend. And I watched this video like 15 times as well because I love to see it. Shout out to my good friend Drew Hernandez for getting that clip. That is another one that I watched over and over and over again. Because again, as uh, Jesse Jane Duff of, I believe she's OAN. No, she's Newsmax. She says, um, Michelle Ugenti Rita voted with Democrats to kill state Senator Kelly Townsend's bill, which had over 34 serious election integrity and security provisions. Again, she led the charge, claiming it was ominous and half-baked. And what happened? The people got pissed off and they booed her off the stage. And she had the audacity to say, why won't you listen to me? Why won't you let me speak? Because we will not listen anymore to rhinos or soft conservatives who are complicit in destroying this country and taking away our rights and infringing on our freedoms. We are done with it. Here in America, people are getting angry and they're standing up and they're having their voices heard. They are done with these soft politicians who refuse to stand for their constituents and they will not listen to it anymore. People are getting angry all over the world. And here in America specifically, we fought back too against some of our woke athletes who have been disrespecting our national anthem and our flag. NBC's Olympic opening ceremony watched by fewest viewers in 33 years. And on top of that, the woke athletes of Team USA did not even medal for the first time since 1972 on the opening day of the Olympics in Tokyo. If that is not the most beautiful karma I've ever seen in my entire life, these woke athletes were so focused on wanting to disrespect and burn the American flag on the Olympic podium that they forgot to practice for the very sport that would have got them on the podium to begin with. 
So to the U.S. women's soccer team, I'm so glad you guys lost. And America loves watching you fail because you've disrespected our flag. You've disrespected our country and you've made us a laughingstock. Same to this Arizona senator. Same to all of the soft conservatives and soft politicians who refuse to stand for their constituents. The American people are done with it. They will not stand for it. And hearing the boos on that stage was the most beautiful thing I have ever heard. I love to see Americans standing up and getting angry. I love to see the French revolution, okay? Good for them. They're pushing back. They're standing up and they're taking their freedoms back. I love to see the Australians who are pushing back against the corrupt police officers who are trying to push them and arrest them at this very important time in history. What I want everyone on this broadcast to understand is that we are living through history right now. And this is the period of time that our grandchildren will be reading in history books. And whether or not they're reading that people took back their freedoms with revolution and resisting a corrupt government, or whether they're reading from their pod while eating a cicada taco, that Joe Biden was the best duly elected president that ever happened to America. And Inflation is a good thing. That's up to us. That is up to the American people. How do our, how do we want our grandchildren to look back and remember this period in history? Do we want them to read about it and read that we all took our freedoms being infringed upon lying down and sitting down? Do we want our future grandchildren or even our future children to be reading the rewriting of history in these school books? Or do we want them to be reading about how the people all over the world stood up and they had their voices heard? They took back their freedoms, they took back their rights, and they refused to be silenced. Because I know what I want my kids reading. And I'm so happy and so re-energized seeing these protests. And like I said, I can't hype up the French enough. Dope footage, amazing video. As soon as I get off this broadcast, I'm going to go watch that video of the TPUSA uh, kids booing that senator. And I'm going to go watch the French people ripping Macron's portrait again. Because that's what I like to see. People standing up, people getting angry, people pushing back, and people reminding those in power that they are supposed to stand for and speak for the people, that they work for us, not the other way around. So I'm going to end the broadcast on that happy note tonight. Thank you guys so much for sticking with me on this Monday, July 26th. As always, it's been a pleasure. And as always, remember to fight back and take your freedoms back. If it's as simple as taking off a face mask or taking your child out of school and saying, I refuse to vaccinate them, put a mask on them, and I refuse to let them get indoctrinated by this education system. It can be something as small as that, but it's up to you to take back America. My name's Savannah Hernandez. I'll see you guys next time.